0: Hello and welcome to It'll Be Alright in the 90s, the favourite 90s nostalgia podcast of both Darren Edie and Pedro Lame. Um, I'm Alex Greenwood. Uh, joining me as usual is Stu Jocelyn. How are you, Stu?
1: Hi, mate. Very well, thank you. I mean, yeah, what a what a development that was. What a couple of weeks we've had. And yeah. let, let, let's not forget Ian Marshall as well. No,
0: I realised as, as I was saying that, I realised I left out the old, the old Marshall himself. <laughs> um, for any listeners who don't know what we're talking about... We have had um, some some uh, social media interaction with uh, the Portuguese man of war himself, Pedro Lamy, one of the the finest drivers of Formula One history, mm-hmm. as well as uh, local, well, local to us, football legend and and Canary Hall of Famer Darren Edie, had some really lovely words for us, which we're going to put on the uh, on the poster. Um, yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. Poster actually Yes, he took and the then... time to listen to what we were saying and uh, and about him and. Yeah, yeah, it was it was really great to hear from him. So, so thanks, Darren, if if you're still listening in, uh, yeah, fantastic to have you along, we'd love to have you on one day.
0: Yeah, oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, and then Ian Marshall, former Premier League footballer, who got mentioned was well, got a place in your your cult, yeah, uh, attacking, part of your attacking side for your eleven. Uh, he he liked something. I think he yeah liked something on Instagram. So, thanks for that, Ian.
1: There we are. We are. Definitely moving up in the world, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So before I go any further, I should say that uh, today's episode is sponsored by Badger Line Buses. So if you want to take a ride on the buses this February, maybe for a day trip to the beach at Western Supermare or the historic city of Bath or simply as part of your regular commute, quote the code alright 90s to the driver. And if you're over 16, you'll only have to pay the cost of a child's fare. And if you're under the age of 16, you'll ride completely free. So hop on the X32 now and enjoy the ride. Courtesy of our sponsor, Badge Line Buses.
1: Thanks very much to the guys at Badge Line for that. Just a, a point of order here. It used to be, when I used to have to catch the bus to Bath, it was the 231 to get there and the 232 to get back. <laughs>
0: right. Where did but all then, the 231s go? They they all just know. ended up in a scrap heap in Bath.
1: Exactly, yeah. That, that, that must be it. That must that must be it. There must be a huge uh, huge bus graveyard somewhere where they after their final journey into Bath. They, uh, <laughs> yeah. They never came back out again. But no, that, that's brilliant. Thanks to the, the great yeah. guys at Badgerline for that.
0: I know they've got a fierce rivalry with uh with Fosway, but um <laughs> got in there first to get in the sponsorship position, so there you go.
1: Fosway, me! I haven't seen a Fosway bus for well since the nineties. I mean there we are. Uh, that's... Well they,
0: they became FairSaver and then even them I don't think you see anymore, so No, uh, no. Uh, oh well. <laughs> I believe we have some correspondence. I have a couple of things. I know you do too. Yes, um, absolutely. I'll just do my things quickly. Um, so this this relates to the last episode, which was on computer games from '95 to '99, which is a really good episode. We got loads of great correspondence from from you, the listeners. Um, but some things came in just a little bit late. So um, on Instagram, uh, Monty's Kitbad simply said Jonah Lomu rugby and Brian Lara cricket. So a, a sports game fan there. I never mm-hmm. played. I've never played any rugby game. I don't know if you have,
1: but I seem to remember having Jonah Lomu rugby. Like I think I got given it by by a you know a friend or a family member who who mm-hmm. didn't want it anymore. But I, I can't remember playing it that much. Um, I'm not really that much of a rugby guy to be honest, Greeny, So um, so it sort of passed me by a little bit.
0: Yeah, something we we definitely share in common there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on Facebook, uh, Katie Watson said the Curse of Monkey Island and the Big Daddy Grim Fandango. Um, which did get mentioned in the last in the episode itself um, but to which the famous comedian Alistair Beckett King, n- uh, none other uh, replied saying, Katie is right, stop the count, it's cur- uh, Curse of Monkey Island, Grim Fandango is a classic but Curse of Monkey Island has aged better, so um, uh, some celebrity backing for the uh, for the Curse of Monkey Island there.
1: Uh, fantastic and we can add him into the uh, into the podcast Hall of Fame with Lammy and Marshall and Darren yeah
0: yes exactly
1: Fantastic. um
0: uh, what have you got over there uh
1: so i've got some correspondence from a friend of the pot, alex mitchell and it's regarding well, first of all regarding the 90s gadgets which we were which we were discussing on a previous what's the most 90s um so first of all he says he remembers desperately wanting a watch remote control when he was a kid um so i think you mentioned the the watch calculator yeah um and this the the item he sent me here is a casio wrist remote controller And uh, it looks like exactly the same, exactly the same calculator watch, but with a with a TV remote control function attached to it. Um, And I seem to remember there being quite a big thing about, um, you know, kids who have these being able to disrupt uh, lessons when 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 the old when the big TV and video had been uh, had been wheeled in, you know, and then then they were able to. to, Although I never saw that happen myself. So maybe that's a bit of another myth. I don't remember hearing that as well. he also says that he was very jealous of his mate's game gear that he used to bring into school although he didn't realize that they were made by sega until now so this also fits in uh with the video games as well i guess even though it's a, a gadget as well
0: yeah
1: um yeah the sega game gear uh I, I, did you mention that you you've you had experience of one of these because i never have but i think you might have said that you had a, yeah, I think, a friend or
0: yeah it's a friend of my brother's had one and i remember just being around there Around ran his house very briefly and he had one and it seemed really exciting it had it was the first time i'd ever played sonic mm-hmm. and it seemed just crazy to have like a computer game that you could hold in your hand like that a proper computer game um but that was it i didn't really know anyone else that had one
1: um, well there we are i mean my advice for alex would be you know we're all adults with credit cards now so so have at it that's what i would say yeah uh and well just one just one more thing as well um i think it was when you were talking about john monker in the uh, 90s 11 episodes when uh, you said uh, about him removing his shirt in the game against Bradford and yeah, then yeah. Uh, and then costing them a goal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it reminded Alex of an incident involving his own team, Arsenal. He's a big Arsenal fan. And uh, this comes from a game which appears to have ended Reading 5, Arsenal 7. So I'm, I'm not entirely sure what happened there. <laughs> um, uh, but Olivier Giroud and uh, Francis Coqueland seemed to be under the impression that Arsenal had won the game on away goals at the end <laughs> of 90 minutes and went and threw their shirts into the crowd. Uh, and when it became clear that they needed to play extra time, uh, they had to go back back into the crowd <laughs> and ask for their shirts back. So, uh, so there we are. That's uh, that's some good correspondence there from um, our man in the field, Alex Mitchell. Thanks for that, Alex. Yeah, thanks, Alex. Have
0: you ever thrown your shirt into the crowd?
1: <laughs> Do you know? Funnily enough, uh, I was when I played five-a-side last week. Uh, there were a couple of lads behind my goal who watched the game. Uh, and then at the end of the game, I gave them a little clap, and I took my gloves off, and I went to throw them uh, to them, but then I realised that I can't really afford to do that sort of thing. <laughs> so, so no, uh, my my kit has has been stayed resolutely on.
0: <laughs> yeah, nice, glad to hear it. I believe you have got a what's the most nineties for me.
1: I do indeed, yes. So uh, we've done what have we done now? We've done football clubs, we've done snack foods we've done uh, fashion items uh, we've done what's the other one that we've done help me out <laughs> um did you say oh, cars gadgets gadgets, gadgets cars, yeah. Cars, yeah yeah yes okay so so we're really moving on with what's the most 90s now and i'm going back into the comestibles uh, comestible arena tonight and i want to ask you uh, greeny what you think the most 90s alcoholic beverage is this is something we have discussed on the pod uh, in passing before but never really given never really given a, a solid slot to so, so what are your thoughts on this
0: yeah yeah it's a good question uh, my first thought was just too much of it that that's the most 90s alcoholic drink um but then my, I kind of thought I was going to say um lager it seemed like a very lagery um decade and I was thinking maybe Carlin Black Label but then I looked into the history and Black Label has being around for like since the 50s or 60s Mm -hmm. or something so sometimes i can i can forget that something isn't just because i remember it in the 90s doesn't mean that's when it started so (laughs) i almost fell down that trap um but i couldn't really get any further i i I thought i should do something a bit sort of out of the box um but i just couldn't look beyond um alco pops It's, Mm -hmm. it's they're so nailed on as the 90s a lot of them like started in the 90s and ended in the 90s so um, or, or shortly after the 90s so I kind of went for I went for Hooch Hooper's Hooch because it was the most iconic the, the naughtiest of the, the 90s Alka Pops I
1: just couldn't get I couldn't get beyond Alka Pops um what about you no that's a great choice and of course Hooch still available uh, today widely yeah which is can be said uh, can also be said for my choice so I did think back about I'm not sure if we made this the official drink of the pod but I I did think back to when we discussed black adder in a, in a recent yeah. episode yeah yeah uh, which is the um <laughs> which was the snake bite a uh, half lager half cider with a dash of blackcurrant that was actually sold uh, yeah. sold in bottles but I didn't think you know quite a niche product not really well known enough um so I have gone for for calories. Nice. Um, which I which I enjoyed uh, before Christmas. I, I stumbled across uh, stumbled across a four pack in a store when I was doing a bit of Christmas shopping, and uh, just that smooth Irish ale taste. Um, <laughs> e- even though I was far too young to drink it then, you know, it really took me back to Euro '96 and uh, <laughs> and everything that goes with that. So, um, so yeah, yeah I, I would highly recommend to to all our listeners if if you're ever in a. If you're ever in a store and uh, you do see some cafes available then uh, definitely get a hold of some and and yeah step back in time like I did.
0: Yeah yeah I also found something in a store just before Christmas um, I think it was in b where they just sell random stuff um, so I had to buy some because it, it really makes me think of uni my my friend Aaron and housemate Aaron uh, used to drink Caffrees that was his uni drink so I bought mm-hmm. some um, then he drank it all before I could even try it so I didn't get a chance <laughs> to try it um, but I did buy myself some stones which is another good old-fashioned sort of uh ginger wine bitter no not stone ginger <laughs> wine. no stones the the, the bitter um, is that
1: in the orange
0: can yeah it's like yeah, a rugby are. beer it always has a rugby yeah, the,
1: the logo was a rugby player yeah yeah, yeah, time. yeah i think my granddad uh, used to get stones bitter in that yeah that's uh that's in my immediate thought when you when you mention stones bitter is is my my grand and granddad's larder so uh yeah. yeah no great choice yeah do
0: we need to decide what the most nice do we have to do we have to put it down in the ledger what the most 90s drink is maybe we sh- we, we kind of we, we've been a bit informal about it it's not like it's not like we've been writing it in uh in blood in the in the ledger but mm,
1: true because I, I
0: don't i don't really want to choose between those two things
1: no i mean that's there's two different areas you've got your arca pop and you've, you've got your bitter you know yeah. or, or your smooth ale um yeah. so so yeah I, th- I think they really have to be treated as two different um can we admit both yeah i think so yeah. i think so
0: Joining us today is a very special guest. Uh, She's a professional makeup artist, as well as being a fellow 90s aficionado. Uh, It's friend of the pod, Kate Pro. Kate, hello, thanks for coming in. How are you?
2: Hello, thank you very much for having me. I'm fine, how are you?
0: Yeah, we're good, we're good. Uh, Well, I'm good, I I shouldn't speak for Stu there.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, I'm feeling a bit, you know, to get the old bronchial balsam out again. (laughs)
0: Um, No, don't start back on that.
1: New, it's a right, new Year. Right. It's a new year. I'm off it. I'm off this. I'm off that stuff. It's fine.
0: Uh okay. And yeah, so we've we've got Kate Brown on for a reason, and that is because we're gonna be talking about fashion and makeup from the nineties. What was so special about it what made it stand out what what typified it some of our own memories and uh yeah we're just going to go through some some of those those topics and uh see where it gets us so um my first question Kate is what sort of things do you think typified 90s fashion and makeup and what were the sort of key trends you know what, what were people wearing well
2: to be honest when I started thinking about this I realized I could talk about it for ages, Um, probably another decade. Um, I've got so many memories and nostalgia referring to the 90s. I realized that the emerging theme was accessibility and high street as opposed to anything high end. But owing to the fact we haven't got infinite time, perhaps I should discuss the most, well, I'm going to discuss the most common things that kind of jumped out at me, the most obvious things. Um, And I thought about getting the maybe, more high end fashion moments out of the way first, because there's less of them.
0: Yeah. Great. Yep. Absolutely. Is that yeah. okay with you? <clears throat> yeah, well, we're not high end, so we should we should
1: we should <laughs> yeah, yeah. get it get it out of the way first. <laughs> then either. we can bring it back to our end of the scale, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
2: So straight in with polished and groomed red carpet glam and what better way to start really seeing as fashion trends are driven by the catwalk and designers. So firstly in with Kate Moss um, her career launch moment in 1990 when she was photographed on the beach for the Face magazine um, which is all about style and it's where Mossy debuted a feathered headdress and I mention it specifically because perhaps nowadays being mindful of cultural appropriation it gives us an indication of cultural changes over the decade and perhaps this shoot wouldn't have featured in the headdress today but at the time that marked her supermodel career I don't know if you remember that um image at all
0: um I don't I'm gonna google it right now Yeah,
2: she looks so young um
0: oh man yeah gosh she does she's a kid
2: literally Uh
1: yeah
0: oh yeah I mean Kate Moss yeah. yeah so 90s
2: So 90s. But then I think there are, of course, very famous 90s supermodels, Naomi Campbell, Linda Evangelista, Cindy Crawford, Christy Thurlington. And although I haven't got any distinct memories about them or mentions, I kind of wondered when thinking about these glamorous and beautifully polished women, how it would have felt to be slightly older in the 90s and the era and look up to them for style inspiration rather than, you know, Buffy or (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: Larissa.
2: Moving to red carpet glamour, and I think I must mention Elizabeth Hurley's safety pin dress by Versace. Do I'm you Googling recall it. this?
0: I'm Googling it.
2: Googling. I think I
1: do. Yes, yes.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it, <laughs> it appeared at the 94 premiere of Four Weddings and a Funeral, and it was black. It was basically just a black dress, sleek oh, black yeah. dress with gold pins holding it together. Although oh, yeah. That's probably an insult to Versace, but um, it was super revealing quite a
0: sensation and it attracted global interest. What are the, yeah. I mean, what a nineties couple. What a nineties
1: power couple. <laughs> yeah. Liz Hurley and uh Hugh Grant and Hugh Grant. Liz oh. Hurley uh St Patrick's uh primary school of Corsham mm. alumni, lest we forget. Is There's she? a local I didn't know that, interest really. there. Yeah. That's one of my dad's big things. That he went to the same primary school as Liz Hurley, so there you go. Oh wow oh,
0: well,
2: that's Perfect, then. That's the best (laughs) mention. Absolutely (laughs)
1: brilliant. I'll close it there. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, thanks very much for coming on.
2: Uh. (laughs) Oh, that's so funny. I didn't know that. No, no, did I. So I can't mention Versace without talking about Princess Diana. Um, She was often styled by Anna Harvey, and I thought she was quite a classic dresser. Um, Always chic, but actually often in Versace. And I've got a little... I guess I don't know fun fact of my own you might not find it fun but my old neighbor is actually the sculptor for the royal family and he's very talented and Harry and William um commissioned him to make the bronze statue of Diana recently I don't know if you saw any press coverage of that
0: yeah um, yeah
2: right, yeah yeah but some actually criticized the statue but I think it did capture um Diana in her most practical and utilitarian wear. And I think she spent a lot of time working um, with charities in the field. So I thought it was actually quite an appropriate statue. Um, but that is literally, that they were all my high-end references. Those are the things that jumped out at me. And now to get to the fun part. So that's all the memories of fashion, makeup, and culture for your everyday 90s soul growing up. Real, so that's in us. No particular order, that's us. <laughs> Starting with makeup. Um, so honestly, to me, the '90s makeup trends are the most that are the most memorable. are Light pastel shadows, blue or violet hues on the eyes, um, or pretty glitter lids. But actually, most of the time, outlined or you call it tight-lined, where you outline the whole eye in a black liner. The eyebrows of today are quite big and fluffy, big and groomed, which is the direct opposite of the skinny, barely there eyebrows of the '90s. I do you have any sort of memories of? makeup
0: of the time well as you know i'm i'm still an avid watcher of dawson's creek yeah. and the earlier series of that there's some examples of that sort of makeup the 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 pastel eye makeup and i, I think i'm what you say about eyebrows i can think more about how that relates to now like you say I, people having big proud eyebrows like um uh is it carla delavine or cara delavine um she she's an eyebrow woman isn't she? Yeah. <laughs> um, I think of her like being a bit of an eyebrow icon but so yeah I can see how it's that's changed yeah mm-hmm.
2: um yeah the style was very over plucked so not too overdone which I think then emphasized the eye trends or the iconic um coffee or heather shimmer lipstick and that's something we all wanted had or snuck into school we, we all did it was just so popular but i do think today's overlined lips so you can overline your lips to make them look bigger or contour them so darker color around the edge and lighter in the inside and i think that's definitely taken its inspiration from the 90s pout which was of course always covered and sealed with lip coat it was like this i don't know what it was i don't know what was in it but like a sealant basically for lips. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not good you could use it on the bathroom
1: as well it'd probably yeah, be bad probably.
2: <laughs> <laughs> not cool um, and then lastly there was also like a more berry deep hue popular in the 90s that you can find an example of on nancy which was the character from the amazing witch film of 96 the craft
0: uh, but, yeah. yeah like mm-hmm. a very
2: yeah. deep berry shade which was popular but we can't really talk about trends i don't think without talking about hair so especially being at school in the 90s particularly our male classmates with their wet look crispy gel spikes sometimes with frosted (laughs) tips
0: (laughs) yeah oh yes of course of
1: course yeah yeah yeah, definitely definitely yeah I use
0: wet look hair gel but only on the front just to gel up the front and that was it for a long Mm -hmm. time I just didn't do it so it just was kind of too fluffy at the back and clearly you know washed and then just wet look on the front. I don't know why I did that for so long. I guess all I cared about was having the front stuck up, so I didn't really care about how the overall look was. But, um,
2: so that took, makes me cringe you, a bit. Yeah, you took um, direct inspiration from Cameron Diaz. <laughs> <when> <laughs> yeah, basically. The film. I think yeah. in
1: about, um, in about 1996 about or 7, when he when he had really burst onto the scene, I think David Beckham signed a deal with Brill Cream. And yeah. before that, real cream had been like, it was like, um, it was a product that older men used. Yeah, yeah. My grand, my granddad had a pot, for instance, I, I, I recall. Um, but with with David Beckham then coming in and, and being an ambassador for the brand, it really, really repositioned itself as something that a young person would use.
0: Mm-hmm. And then
1: that's, that's my, my memory of the whole wet look thing is, is the David Beckham brill cream boom try saying that when you've had a couple <laughs> <laughs> um and then suddenly you know as you say it was uh, it was everywhere literally so um yeah yeah there we go thanks bex <laughs> yeah
2: that's interesting because yeah gel did feature heavily in the 90s so perhaps we do owe all of that to david beckham <laughs> you know.
0: yeah. there's but... ross from ross from friends as well he he was a big wet look because rachel's dad calls him wethead doesn't she that uh, doesn't he at some point it's like they refer to the fact that he looks like he's got wet hair all the time. I was just going to say frosted tips. I I remember them definitely. I never had them, but um, I, I definitely remember them. That's, the,
1: I, that's like the Westlife thing, isn't it, right? That's that's, yeah. that's what we're talking about here.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like the edgier member of a boy band would have the frosted tips. Mm-hmm. Yes, because um, Because I bleach my hair now, when I get it cut, I, I accidentally have frosted tips. So I have to then <laughs> bleach it again straight away. I don't know what I'm going to do when I stop bleaching it, because I'm going to have to live with frosted tips for three months or something um,
1: an appointment with uh, will the official barber of the pod i'm sure will will be able to help you sort that out mate yeah no problem
2: yeah. well you could bring back another uh, style from the 90s which were curtains perhaps
1: ah <laughs> oh, now <laughs> oh, we're God. talking
0: frosted curtains imagine that <laughs> it'd be awful Brilliant. um uh, a from ben from a1 even which i know Stu, you you yeah, yeah. Went through big, a phase of modeling yourself on earlier in the pod history. Big
1: style icon for me last summer, Ben from A One. <laughs> absolutely. And uh, if we're going to mention Westlife again, of course, Brian from Westlife, I think was the big uh, was the big curtain guy there. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I've never really sort of got my my head around that one, to be honest. Why? I mean, I suppose you look you can look back on many fashions and think, how did anybody ever think that looked good? But but curtains is definitely one of those for me. Um. Mm. Yeah. Very very bizarre. But well, there we are. I, would, I wouldn't.
2: I yeah. wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> no, exactly. And I think part, you know, making these kind of, I don't, I don't know, if fashion mistakes is the wrong word, but kind of bold fashion statements that you look back on and cringe. So I think that's mm. part of growing up, isn't it? Yeah. Oh,
0: definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah,
2: yeah. But curtains are back, actually, to an extent. But I think today's it's a bit more messy and a bit more undone. It's a bit mm. bit, mm-hmm. bit cooler. Yeah. Um. But you mentioned friends, so you mentioned Ross when we were talking about gel, but everybody went to the hairdresser and, well, women mainly, and asked for a Rachel. So, quite a choppy, layered look. That was such a massive thing. Everyone asking for a Rachel. Do you remember yeah. that look at all?
0: Definitely, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that
2: that's, that's a big that's, one, I yeah. think.
0: I, iconic haircut of the 90s. Maybe yeah, the, most the most 90s. Yeah, mm-hmm. I have yeah.
2: of with that. But another screen look is Uma Thurman's Bob in Pulp Fiction. I actually recreated that look in Lockdown One, which I loved.
0: The look or Lockdown One? Oh, both. The
2: look,
0: yeah. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, it looked great.
2: Do you remember a product called Sun-In?
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah, Yeah. I I bought a couple of uh, uh, bottles of that over the years. Yeah. Um, I was never allowed.
1: I was always, always banned from doing so, but there we are. Uh, oh
2: i think your oh. parents did your hair a favor
1: i wonder if you could still get a hold of some on ebay what do we you know what that
2: yeah that's <laughs> probably,
1: <dangerous>. probably <laughs> melted through the bottles by now i would have thought
0: <laughs> um
2: what was in it and yeah can you still get it i don't know
0: i can still smell it i can i can remember what it smelled like clearly
1: yeah, yeah 1149 maybe. brand new lemon oh. fresh tropical breeze is it is it, hair, now. is it hair like no or air freshener what, what is it <laughs> bit of both that was that was a great thing about it yeah i think i'll leave that in any case yeah
2: definitely your parent
1: your parents you don't have to listen to your parents anymore oh that's true that's true i'm 33 years old i can do what i like yeah
2: oh no all right
1: maybe i I spent such a long
2: time with yellow locks in the 90s Thanks
1: for (laughs) all right okay all right i'll sleep on it sleep on it at least
2: um scrunchies also featured but these have come back specifically for curly girls who like mm-hmm. to plop their hair and make it more curly. But um, I guess another hair crime was perhaps crimping. Um, yeah, probably OK in the short term, but not every day if you wanted your hair to survive. But I immediately thought of Christina Aguilera in the dirty video, but I realised that was the Naughties, So a bit of a cheat yeah, there. There we
1: go. Um, yeah. We can edit that out, no problem.
2: Loop
1: get rid it. of it. Um, <laughs> 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 Bleep it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but perhaps a less damaging but equally standout hairstyle was the Gwen Stefani hair twists, also got mm-hmm. by Cameron Diaz and of course Mel B. So like aliens, I don't know what else you'd call them, space buns type look, uh, like
1: yeah. the walnut whip type thing.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's
1: it. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've got it.
2: Yeah, they were really popular. Um, And actually, Stu, I've mentioned your wife here because your wife remembers butterfly clips. That's right, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so we used to pull our hair at the front into sort of um, small sections and clip it back with these butterfly clips along the top. Okay. But that also reminded me of black wiry Alice bands that you could wear in your hair. It would kind of scrape it all back. Yeah. But yeah, that, that yeah. sums up all the hair chat. Oh, actually, there we go. Yeah. This
0: is my Alice, is oh, Alice my band. My Alex band, as I call it. I can't put it on because I've got my headphones
1: on. But <laughs> oh,
2: that's very nice, Alex.
1: Alex Band is the lead singer <laughs> of the Calling, isn't he? <laughs> is it? Yeah, I do think it is actually. Okay.
2: <laughs> so moving on to fashion, did you ever wear flares?
1: no 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 not myself oh, no but okay. very popular in uh, in in sort of year nine and ten at a course from school when i was there definitely
2: there you go. yeah my school friends and i definitely wore massive flares i've put in year seven in my notes mm-hmm. which does correspond correspond to the year 97 um but we would be fan loitering on the bus stop coming home from town in the rain but the the flares were so big the ground would soak up all of the water um They were so miserable to wear, but we obviously thought they looked great at the time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's weird, isn't it? Because that must be a flares, obviously a sort of sixties thing or sixties early seventies. Mm. So in the nineties, I'm guessing that was a callback to that that period, but only only the flares bit of it, is it? I don't know. There's not yeah. much else about nineties yeah, fashion, particularly
1: sixties, is there? Uh, nah. I mean yeah, it was, yeah, it was flared jeans. So yeah, definitely. I mean i never partook myself but there we go yeah. i miss, missed out again i think
0: i can definitely picture the sort of capillary action of of people stood in puddles in, in, <laughs> mm-hmm. in uh, wet up to their knees it's kind of fascinating <laughs> from a just pure sort of scientific uh, level but um <laughs>
1: you're there with your ph paper <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> so do you remember trousers, skirts I uh, loved mine, but I don't know why. Because, I mean, it's just an odd thing, isn't it? Tri-sus I can't picture it. On top.
0: It sounds like
1: a... Oh, oh I see. So top. it's like a one... Yeah. It's a, it's one garment. Yes. Right, I've got it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. No, yeah. that doesn't bring any bells. No, me. I'm
0: Googling it.
2: <laughs> you Google it. I thought um, they were massive. Perhaps it was just me and I really was just uncool.
0: I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah, you know. Some of those pictures are making me think of it. It's a little, a little bit Dawson's Creek. There's some. There uh, there's a screen Bringing grab about. from screen grab from Steps, the band, the pop band Steps, wearing some here. So mm-hmm. there we
1: go.
2: <laughs> well,
1: if go it, if it was good enough for Steps, well,
2: that's
0: it. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's yeah. a catchphrase of the pod, being <laughs> being birthed before our very eyes. <laughs>
2: Um, this is a strange mention, but do you remember those candy dummy necklaces that everyone seemed to have? Really random, but it was a yeah. fashion trend. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, do yeah, remember that. Yes. yeah, yeah.
0: Was that kind of associated a bit with raving, maybe, or am get maybe I'm getting mixed up with whistles there? Oh, well, or... Possibly,
2: actually.
0: I yeah, I can, I can picture it.
2: Yeah. yeah, for sure. And yo-yos, yes, not strictly a fashion item, but they were a nineties classic, and we did all have them.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah that's a big that's Um, a big
2: very much so massive and a massive accessory i think the same as tamagotchis they we all had one hanging from our jean loops i think tamagotchis so i've i've added them into it kind of strange accessories um (laughs) and then kind of school age memories do you remember spliffy jeans
1: yes Uh. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the brand, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah so. I remember as a teen wanting some really badly. Unlike you with Sun in Stew, my parents wouldn't let me have any. <laughs> um, I, I think presumably the the person was smoking a joint on the jeans, but I'm not really sure. It's a hazy memory.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah I think so. I think that's right.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think
1: that's right. But maybe our parents had it right all along. You know, when when you yeah. look back on these things.
2: But there, yeah, there was an abundance of um, sweaters as well in the 90s, it seems, from Fruit of the Loom to Sweater Shop.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, Naf-naf. <laughs> Naf-naf.
2: Yes. Like. <laughs> um, yeah. <But laughs> yeah, it just takes me back to school memory. So I'm thinking back now to footwear. Um, and we all had or wanted to have a pair of kickers as our playground stomping choice. Did you have kickers? What did you wear?
0: I think I was probably just wearing Clark's own brand, to be honest, but I do remember kickers and people having kickers, jumpers and stuff as well. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Big yeah, brand. yeah. Bags yeah.
0: as well. I'm gonna, yeah. yeah. I'm going to mm-hmm. picture a pair of kickers now. Sort of, yeah, chunky and
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, the in thing when I was uh, sort of late primary school was uh, the Clark's sort of school shoe. Uh, that brand was bootleg. Uh, uh, and uh, yeah, that that was the big yeah. You had to you had to have the old bootleg shoes, uh, and I had a couple of pairs of those.
2: Uh, oh okay. Seem to recall,
1: but yeah, it was like a sort of in-house, um yeah, school shoe brand. Yeah. Their their, was, their sort uh, of yeah.
0: trainers were called Seeker, weren't they? The the Clark's trainer yeah. brand was yeah. Seeker. I had a few of them.
1: Yeah, Ball Boys, Ball Boys trainers. Have we spoken about this before? I don't think so. I Don't, don't think so. Okay, so Ball Boys were. um This might have been a Clark's thing as well. I don't know, but it was um they were sort of aimed at the the footballing child uh and <laughs> i remember two things there was first of all it was you could get a pair of a, a set of shin pads signed by alan hansen free with each with each pair obviously not signed by him you know just <laughs> just, say, just, must just have been busy. On. yeah yeah and then later on they had gareth southgate uh with uh with like a gareth southgate signed football but in the advert when they announced the the tie up with Gareth Southgate, they they used him taking the penalty against Germany in the semi final <laughs> of the Euros in the advert oh no. and cut it as he strikes the ball, <laughs> so you don't you don't see it get saved and you don't yeah. see you know um yeah which always struck me as a bit odd so uh, so yeah then they had the light little lights in the heel as well so uh. yeah sorry I was hijacking I've hijacked things a bit there but was that was That's that the
0: cool. advert where they referred to him? They said. As endorsed by Gareth Southgate, the champion of the England football team. Possibly, I remember yeah. that w- odd wording. What does that mean? Champion of the <laughs> England football squad? They, they didn't win anything. <laughs> he,
1: he's the it best like,
0: one. Yeah, it makes it sound like he just championed them, like in the press and stuff. But um,
1: playing for Villa at the time, Alex. Come on, he's he's got to be the best one, hasn't he? He's got to be the champion of the England team. Well, he's no Daryl Such, is he? No. Oh. Um, <laughs> Tam-
0: yeah. Sorry.
2: So I'll move on to to. Um... We used to adorn our coats and bags with little badges bought from um, Park Street's Federation store. Did you ever do this? Like just tons and tons of little badges. All the girls at my school had Jane Norman bags, in particular my sister's year. She's two years younger than me. That stands out. And Kicker's bags as well, as you mentioned, Alex. But do you remember the the bags that couldn't be adorned with badges and the inflatable bubble bags? Do you remember those?
1: yes yes yes, yes.
2: so silly <laughs> yeah
1: and this is around the same time as the inflatable furniture as well yeah when, yeah when that when that really came in yeah yeah so uh yeah no but never had an inflatable bag sadly a Shawn Shaun the sheep rucksack as well i, I seem uh, to remember that being huge as well at the time
2: i'm so glad you mentioned that because i was going to put my mention of my own Shaun the sheep backpack in and i thought no that's just not cool enough but um <laughs>
1: Yeah, we are. We're on the the same thinking on the same lines, obviously.
2: Yeah, I didn't know if it was that memorable, if it was just me, but maybe it was a a big thing. But I I think there are some 90s memories that have been around before. And as my nan would say, have done a turn. Mm -hmm. So like jelly shoes. I feel like they kind of crop up in every era. Um, They always make an appearance. Uh, Fringes, so bangs. Um, and to be honest, jackets. So both leather and denim jackets seem to always come around, but the styling changes through the eras. I think um, animal print, obviously, in particular leopard print from the '90s, which I guess you know we all think of Mel B when we think of leopard print and her. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: Do you remember the big, bold red, white, and blue Tommy Hilfiger jackets?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Alex actually. Well, both of you, Alex and you posted on your—I um, think it was on your Facebook page—a picture. Oh gosh, who was it now in the picture? All dressed in Tommy Hilfiger.
0: I think it's Destiny's um, Child, isn't it?
2: I, don't know, I can't remember that. Silly or All Saints.
0: It. I picture All Saints wearing a lot of Tommy Hilfiger stuff.
2: Yeah. As well. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. They were like the cool girl band of the era, weren't they?
2: They were. Yeah. It was. They so... certainly
1: were decked out in it when we watched the Top of the Pops 98 Christmas special recently, weren't they? So. Yeah, that's just...
2: Ah, OK. Yeah. No, it's just, it's such a bold look, I think. I just I think all the colours are so striking. But um, there was actually, there was some controversy around Tommy Hilfiger in the 90s because it was reported that he'd said, if I knew minorities were going to wear my clothes, I wouldn't have made them. But that was refuted. So there we go. I bet it
0: was. Yeah, that yeah. was refuted when <laughs> that came <laughs> it's, out. It's, it's terrible, isn't it? <laughs> So, so yeah that's a matter cracker, crikey yeah Not well good. dad i don't know any of uh yes indeed yes yeah me so... too
2: um and then back to footwear buffaloes they i think they need their whole own little space um and i think they did come back to haunt us when the spice girls toured again mm-hmm. i guess the buffalo brand jumped on that but um they were just so cool i think and then on to sneakers so sneaker fans rejoice it's 1990 and nike have launched their air max 90s which is my favorite trainer um with awesome colorways and i think if bristol was a shoe it would be an <laughs> yeah. air max 90. <laughs> did you yeah, like they're...
0: those? yeah big I... fan yeah yeah I, ne- I never had i did have some pairs of so i don't think i ever had 90s but They've never really, they've never really gone away since, have they?
1: I don't think. No. I'm yeah. partial to an Air Jordan myself. But oh yeah,
2: yeah. See, I actually, I don't know. Something controversial to say. I'm not the biggest Air Jordan fan.
1: Okay, that's not controversial. That that's in. fine. This is an open forum, <laughs> so <rude>. you
2: know. <laughs> that's so rude of me.
1: Tension on crazy. the pod. Come on, here, argue with the hosts. Unbelievable. <laughs>
2: and I have put in my notes that it's controversial that I'm not a fan I don't know why I just I don't know I've never got into them Mm -hmm. but they've they've got longevity haven't they they're so popular your calls do I'm in the minority (laughs) for not liking them um
0: I have no no great affection or affinity for Nike I'm more of a more of a Vans or a Etnies sort of guy now so mm -hmm. if Vans or Etnies are listening then please do
1: send send you some some sponsor yeah yeah please do just just dropped your name heavily there so we'd be quite we'd be quite happy to have a real sponsor uh... yeah
2: right I'm going to move on to accessories now and I think some of these have made a resurgence but the choker being one um and then my younger cousins they're very fashionable and the jewelry that they wear screams 90s to me so it's sort of rope necklaces with kind of dolphins or other silverware attached that was all very popular in the mm-hmm. 90s um for me the silverware on my rope necklace was a pentacle because me and my friends loved a bit of witchcraft um <laughs> and i instantly associated mood rings to the 90s as well but do you remember shag bands
0: yes I mean... stu, stu chosen for oh that was your, your, your answer stu for the most what's the most 90s fashion accessories yes so,
1: yeah. that's right that's right so I yeah absolutely
2: yeah. right but what was that about
1: <laughs> no idea i mean it, it has to be a, it has to have been a local thing i don't know because I've, I've never heard it mentioned by anybody i know who isn't from around here uh you know but yeah it was so it, it, again to for anybody who do, didn't hear the previous episode so the the mythology around the shag band was that if you broke a somebody else's shag band that was who you were going to pair up with shall we say um and and, and that was it and that that went on for a couple of years and, and then went away but yeah it was thinking thinking back to it it was you know bizarre thing for eight yeah. or nine year olds to be doing I don't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah but yeah re- remember, them well. remember them well
2: and then just a, a tiny little mention of nails because I guess that is an accessory I suppose but I think, again, like glitter eyes, glitter nails were a thing. But I did wonder when the French tip came in. So, you know, like the neutral nail with the white tip on the end. Yeah. I thought that might be more noughties.
0: Yeah, maybe. Yeah, right at the end of the decade, maybe.
2: Yeah. And then my other bits to throw in is about scent. So I don't think fashion's complete, really, without scent. So after carrying out a bit of market research, I think the scents of the 90s are probably white musk by the body shop which was launched mm-hmm. in 81, but it's still going strong. It's just got a more sustainable overcoat now in its packaging. Um, and I think it smells exactly as it sounds. And then there were also popular body sprays, so Impulse and Charlie. Charlie Red was my favourite, but for the life of me, I cannot remember how it smells. And But, but I, personally, it's a bit of a dig to myself, I massively overdid Tommy Girl perfume. Oh, no, I do have a Tommy Hilfiger. Rapper, rapper,
0: wow, it's a bit of a ass down the sink <laughs> i
2: definitely wouldn't wear it now but
0: um <laughs> yeah it's got
2: to I just, go i just wore far too much of it far too much so i, I put in an apology to anyone that was in the building because it was just so strong <laughs> um but actually i didn't know of any cheaper male school days kind of scents, so i just wondered if you had any that stood out because i didn't know any
0: well for me and it was all links that's what everyone yeah. had at that's school so. it was links and links Africa. <laughs> yeah i think Af- i remember when africa came out it was like the the, the new the new one that everyone wanted um before mm-hmm. that it was java and oh god what were the other ones called there were like two or three oh yeah now and you're then, a, then africa came out and that was the big one and it was when that
1: like, had a
0: planet on it which was my favorite but i can't remember yeah, what it was called. that's right yeah, yeah. You'd open the door to the PE change rooms, so it'd be like a, a cloud would come out of this stuff. You, you, couldn't, light, you couldn't have a naked flame in there, Christ. Um, oh, you'd well, be the taste- cream as
1: well. No, no, no.
0: Yeah, it'd, like you'd, you'd literally taste it when you went in because it'd just... Uh. Mm-hmm. Um, if I smell that again now, it'd probably give me palpitations. Just thinking I've got of a can of cheer. Africa
1: on the go at the moment, as it happens okay it's a good yeah. thing we're recording over.
2: Keeping it right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well that's from the um that's from that's from the christmas uh you know christmas uh smellies hall so uh, which which i seem to get every year as a man of a certain age so uh yeah, yeah there we go it's uh still going strong in the, in the jocelyn household
0: yeah i think <laughs> i probably would like the smell because it would be so nostalgic but um yeah, I think a lot of memories would come back. I should get some mm, just for
2: definitely. that. It's is interesting, p- isn't it? Smells and memories and music and yeah. memories, how closely linked they are.
0: Mm. I, should, uh, so I should have a sniff before every recording of the episode of the part <laughs> and then get me in the mood.
1: A quick <laughs> belt of hooch and then we're, uh, <laughs> off, and, we're off to the races. Yeah.
2: <laughs> One last thing, just tattoos. I just think you can't really mention an era without talking about the tattoos of the time. Mm. Um, and I wondered if tribal tattoos came of age in the 90s. I think I'm right. That's my feeling, but I'm not 100% sure. So actually, you know, I looked it up. I couldn't find any information on tribal tattoos, but I did find, and I can't believe I forgot this, the barbed wire tattoo on wrapping Pamela Anderson's upper arm. Yeah, of course. Yeah,
0: isn't it? I think the, uh, the barbed wire... Did the barbed wire tattoo lead to the film barbed wire or did the tattoo come after the film... Or was it not a real tattoo and it was just for the film or something? Or was it just a coincidence that she did a film called Barbed Wire and had the Barbed Wire tattoo? I didn't know that. I thought it was a real tattoo. Maybe
2: I'm wrong. Yeah,
0: but no, it might be. It just might be, yeah. mm-hmm. That film, I remember that film coming out and being like, oh, it's Pamela Anderson. Everyone's supposed to fancy her because it's Pamela Anderson, like real 90s pinup. Yeah. I feel
1: like at this juncture I have to mention uh Mel C's uh, chain tattoo around her around one of her arms oh, Of
2: course. Uh, yeah. which,
1: uh, which which is the first one that I really sort of noticed you know and um yeah I remember there being uh, in in Top of the Pops magazine at, at, at their height uh one of the issues came with a free stick on Mel C chain <laughs> tattoo which you could which you could wrap around the old arm and, and get it there so uh, so yeah, I feel like I have to give that a uh, give that a mention as well.
2: But she she also had that big Celtic is it Celtic cross kind of design.
1: That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah not yeah. she? Mm. Yeah. I think I think she had the chain first. I seem to recall, and then and then the rest and uh, the rest followed. Because she went a bit punk, didn't she? After she after the Spice Girls split mm. up. Yeah. yeah. And she all the sort sh- of tartan skirts and bleaching yeah. hair and stuff like that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Started knocking about with Brian Adams. Went <laughs> went off the rails
1: a bit. Um, <laughs> Okay, so Kate, you're a fan of the pod. uh, So you know that we love our, uh, you know, we we love our defunct businesses and stores uh, that we love to talk about on the pod. Um, So we were wondering, uh, what were the sort of on trend stores, uh, high street stores at the time that maybe uh, sadly aren't with us anymore? I mean, for my money, I, I recall a lot of my my female friends when I was at primary school and early years of secondary school did a lot of their shopping at Tammy, for instance.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, sadly missed. So. So are there any other examples of um, of these ones that have gone by the wayside?
2: Um, well, in Bristol, there was a shop called Onyx, which was a music shop. But in the middle was a round rack that displayed all the band hoodies you could want. Um, or as my sister remembered them, your emo hoodies. Very <laughs> um, nice. so kindly. My personal choices were an m and m and a Limp Biscuit hoodie. Uh,
0: um, you're speaking my language.
2: Yeah. Uh, you're both music connoisseurs. Did you participate in a band tea or hoodie moment of the 90s?
0: I definitely did. Yeah. I, I remember getting a Limp Biscuit hoodie from uh, Camden Market, which uh, I, oh, still cool. I, I still have. I still have at my parents' house somewhere. And this, yeah. one,
1: right?
2: this one. I was just going to say, you've of got course. a Desiree Records this one on you. Yeah, yeah, that's cool.
1: Uh, I survived most of my uh, GCSE years wearing a green and yellow stereophonics jacket, which I bought at Bristol Academy, uh, when uh, which was my first ever gig Yeah, uh, yeah in, in early 2003. I know we're stepping out of the 90s again, but, you know, it's the same sort of vibe. Uh, and, yeah, that was, um, yeah, I think I wore it well into sick form as well. And, again, it is still around. So, um, yeah, maybe I'll have to dig that out again. But, yeah, definitely, definitely the old uh, the old band merchandise played a big part.
2: Yeah, it was very popular, very popular. Um, and then Burton Menswear, I don't know if you ever shopped there. It was the yeah. only, well, one of the only men's shops I can think of. <laughs> ben Sherman, I knew, was a thing in mm. the 90s. Um, but Bay Trading, that was a particular favourite of mine. Morgan, Kukai, Jane Norman, um, Tammy Girl felt like, as you said, the coolest shop ever as a kid because it had a sticker photo booth. I don't know if you ever vented it (laughs) Tammy Girl.
1: (laughs) I'm not, no, I don't think I did, but that sounds interesting. A sticker photo booth. So, presumably, a photo booth, the print stickers, correct?
2: Yeah, it was just for that. Um, But pure nostalgia, I suppose. It reminds me of heading to town with my mum and sister. And we'd have a milkshake on the top floor of Debenham's. And do you remember Debenham's had the talking tree?
0: Uh, I don't remember that, no. Do you not? No, No, I just, I I remember the... the. The, the escalators and the uh, sports section upstairs that's <laughs> okay, all they really remember yeah. what do
2: you I mean the talking
0: tree you can't just move on just because i can't remember it explain <laughs> it. Well, it
2: well it was literally it was a talking tree alex what more do you want from it me it sounds Would like we... the
0: sort of thing you start to see because you've had too much milkshake on the top floor
2: well, possibly that might explain it No, it wasn't
0: it
2: was, a, it was a, an animated tree I don't, you're going to have to google it it was definitely
0: a thing do you think it was just in the Bristol branch or was it a national
2: possibly.
0: thing possibly this is talk. the water
1: wheel at the front of chippenham library all over
0: again <laughs> it's, it's another mystery yeah brought to to the i'm going to type in talking tree Debenhams and see it's probably going to like set off some alarm somewhere in the psychiatric unit of uh, <laughs> um
2: <laughs> to be honest alex I, I can't really remember what it said I just knew it said something.
0: I think, yeah, there are a couple of things have come up. Um,
1: this is what Marconi had in mind, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs>
0: uh, I missed the talking tree in Mothercare. Maybe they were just in different areas. Like every um, shop, different shops would have them. But um, I
2: it with Mothercare, not Debenhams.
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> if you, um, if you listener have heard uh, or have any idea what Kate's talking about, um, yeah, let us know, and we'll uh, try Please and do this mystery in the bud. <laughs> as it were that was an unintended pun
2: very good but no those were my only stores actually but I think Debenhams was, was the biggest one I guess at the time oh, and yeah. um, CNA CNA but
1: oh yeah I, don't of course. I have
2: less fond memories of that
1: can I throw one into the mix here I mean I'm not sure it might it might still be about I don't know but blue banana was that a thing mm. but that was more like yeah. piercings and stuff yeah there's
0: still a blue banana in Bristol so okay right it could right. well have started in the 90s but yeah still going okay um Burton's Burton menswear was one that I when you said that that, that I came back I definitely think for the late later 90s that's where I started to get my stuff when I started to become a bit more conscious of what I was wearing but so does that doesn't exist anymore does it because I think Burton was still getting sold in Debenhams just before Debenhams shut down well the one in Bristol anyway well they've all shut down haven't they so I think Burton maybe must have gone into other stores but not had their own shops or something I don't know Mm -hmm. um
1: but yeah, yeah the, the Burton store in Chippenham, which had been there for about 100 years, now sells discount beds. So there you go. Oh, very, right, dis- okay. there go. very, very, very sad. And another institution goes to the wall. Yeah, yeah
2: that's
1: right. Um,
0: <laughs> who, we've, we've talked about a few of them, like a lot of them have been named already. But what celebrities do you think represented the era? Like we've got Jennifer Anderson, we've got um, Pamela Anderson, Kate Moss. Who else do you reckon?
2: I wondered if you'd let me break this section down into kind of subgenres like TV, film. That that's how it came to me in my mind. Is that okay? Mm. Yeah, it. Do I have permission? Okay, thank you. (laughs) So do you remember the clothes show?
0: Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
2: Yeah, Airing on BBC for those that don't know, Jeff Banks, whose wares could be found in Debenham. To the left of the talking tree um, <laughs> and i think her name was karen franklin hosted the show we loved it we absolutely loved it in our house
0: yeah i, I definitely cool. remember my mum watching it in the sort of mid 90s yeah, the main presenter
1: and i can remember the theme tune very very clearly as well but um yeah i mean it must have been off tv for Blimey, 25 years now, I guess, something like that. It's not it been on for a been. long time, has it? No,
2: yeah, yeah, it must have been. We would have taken inspiration at some point from the clothes show, probably. And I guess representation across the pond, Sex in the City aired in 98. Um, I mean, that was fashion forward and outrageous at the time. And I just yeah. think, worthy of a mention, it was kind of that high-end fashion that, I don't know, Sarah Jessica Parker in her tutu type outfit, I think that I think yeah, she was definitely uh, one of the celebrities I would pick. Um, um, for men's fashion, I think you've got bright and funky prints for the bold types, um, popularized by Will Smith in his character in The Fresh Prince of Bel Air. So I think that's a big yeah. one to go up there. And oh, Bumbags. he loved a bum bag, didn't he? <laughs>
0: um,
2: yeah, so Alex, I know you're an avid hip hop fan. I you you make a good hip hop mixtape, but. Um, Obviously Tupac and Biggie both shot in the nineties. And actually yeah. I think they were kind of iconic dressers of the time. They you know, they they made Timberland boots famous with the iconic camel colorway paired with a pair of massive dungarees.
0: Yeah, yeah. Tupac was was super cool and what he wear, what he mm-hmm. what he wore, especially earlier on in his career, he was yeah. He was he was awesome.
2: And then our Spice Girls. Um, you definitely can't talk about the 90s without talking about the Spice Girls. And I just think there's so many fashion moments you can talk about, but one of the most iconic dresses of the 90s, um, 97, Jerry Halliwell's Union Jack dress. Um, so I think yeah, Jerry. Well, all the Spice Girls, but she was ahead of the game. She upcycled a tea towel and rocked it to the Brit Awards with these massive bright red platforms. Um I, yeah, I just think that was prob- arguably one of the most copied fashion moments of the 90s, in my opinion. I don't know if you'd mm-hmm. agree.
0: Yeah, I didn't realize. Well, I, I
1: certainly thinking. tried it, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget that that mufti day at caution school. <laughs> I, mean. um, I didn't realize, yeah, I didn't realize it was a tea towel that she yeah. had. Yeah, it's,
2: it's oh. good, isn't it? Apparently so. Obviously, Liam and Noel Gallagher. Uh, for me, the they kind of stand out in driving the kind of casuals culture, their mullets and their parker jackets. Um you know, for those not not a stranger to a Fred Perry polo. Yeah. And rest, then
0: that the has. Yeah, that's I mean the the recipe's Fred Perry polos. They've been um co opted and ruined by uh, the Proud Boys. Yes. Uh, specifically the black and yellow ones, which yeah yeah uh, now yeah. completely off limits because of, cause of
2: that. <laughs> totally yeah absolutely and i think moving into film so one of the most famous films and actually so from 95 clueless and so mona may was the costume designer for that film and she's pulled a blinder because absolutely everyone i've spoken to about 90s fashion quotes clueless so um oh gosh i've forgotten the woman's name who plays share the character
1: alicia silverstone
2: that's the one thank you which everybody copied so i think yeah massively influential um i'm keeping it american so american sitcoms clarissa explains it all i think she was up there for fashion trends (laughs) because she she would wear them all at the same time (laughs) (laughs) you know everything clashed or worked you know She'd kind of put together all kinds of different spots, but it would all work really well. Um, So a friend of mine actually mentioned velvet hats from the show Blottom. This is not something I remembered. Do you remember these?
1: No, no, I can't see any. They
2: reminded me of bucket hats from the '90s, but with a massive flower in the center.
0: Yeah, I think I kind of know what you mean. Makes me think of Joey from *Dawson's Creek*. Um, Sorry to keep keep coming back to Dawson's Creek <laughs> well,
2: um, yeah. Dawson's Creek celebrity must be in there as yeah as the reference points uh and Sarah Michelle Gellar I've put on my list as well um in Buffy I just thought she was cool I thought she was kind of quite chic and I loved her little black dresses and maybe it was just me but I know, I know Buffy was a really popular series but I think surely she's got to be up there as somebody we all copied and she had this amazing red leather jacket, which I always wanted. The the world was kind of a smaller place in the '90s, I think, wasn't it? We, we kind of had less reference points. We didn't all have Instagram in our pocket, and yeah. you know, people from all over the world. It was kind of yeah, much a much smaller yeah. world. So I think, but I, I wonder if that's why we all remember the '90s so fondly.
1: Well, you've given us such a great uh, rundown of all of the uh, of all of the. Fashion points of the 90s so far, but uh, what I'd like to ask is if you could select one of these, or, or maybe you haven't, uh, maybe you haven't come to this yet. But is there any particular low point that, uh, of of the of the decade in fashion, uh, which which you could identify as one that we should never repeat and probably never should have gone to in the first place?
2: Yes, I wasn't, I wasn't sure what to say about this first of all, but actually, I'm going to get serious for a second. Um, Obviously, I referenced Kate Moss earlier, and it's long documented that the 90s is synonymous with the waif look or heroin chic. And actually, I think that is pretty damaging as a legacy. Um, so it's less of an item and more of a culture, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought this was really sad. I was discussing the 90s with my friend and she described remembering crop tops and associating this era with um, and such kind of fashion ideals around women's bodies and hating her body which I think is a really terrible legacy of the 90s and I just wondered if anyone else felt that way Um, so yeah so it's more of the culture I think to leave behind from the 90s rather than any item
1: Totally agreed. I'd I'd never thought about it in that way before, but when you uh, when you set it out like that, it's um it's very difficult to disagree. Absolutely. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's a really good point. I think of those models you named. Yeah, they they do all have that in common, don't they? That super skinny look. Um, so yeah, it's a good thing we've seemingly moved on from that somewhat. I think. I don't think. I guess the world of fashion is far from perfect, but we we do seem to have at least got beyond that a bit. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah,
2: and it's obviously not kind of disparaging anyone's slim bodies, but it's just the way the culture was at, at kind of picking at women, I suppose. And I don't know, for her to say that she felt that way, I just thought was terrible. And I was like, that has to be the legacy to leave behind. Yeah. Um, I don't know, like, I, did you watch that Spice Girls documentary? Yes. Um, recently yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the kind of shit they had oh gosh i've just sworn on the pod is that allowed <laughs> <laughs> we'll allow okay. it it's fine <laughs> God, i've done so well so far my potty mouth um just, yeah the kind of shit that they had to put up with in interviews and things it's just yeah the culture 90s culture which i know is, is kind of a cop-out because it's not a thing but that's what i'm going to put in room 101 yeah
0: is that
2: the right expression room
0: 101? yeah yeah there yeah we go. okay that and son then um, what do you think? Um, what what do we think influenced nineties fashion? Because we know we can see that nineties fashion is is very much popular now. But where so that's influencing today's fashion? But where did nineties fashion come from? Do you think?
2: Um, I I think I I've, I've mentioned that I think the world was a bit smaller in the nineties. Um, so I think because life was slightly different and you, you couldn't get kind of access to information readily. You kind of you you needed to wait for your computer to turn on and warm up and then dial up if you wanted to kind of look at look anything up. But um so I kind of think the references were all general and mainstream. So I think it was just TV, film. Um what I have put down is music videos. I really think music videos were probably kind of taking off in the nineties and perhaps I
1: because... think yeah,
2: I think kind of TV and you know, kind of obvious roots. Whereas today, it's probably fashion is a bit less obvious. And again, I get—I don't know. There's kind of more styles, I think, now. If you see what I mean. There's, uh, there's always been genres of people, haven't there? If you know what I mean, like a goth or a, a, you know, whatever sporty kind of person. But I think the '90s was a bit more obvious, and we all kind of followed the same trends a bit more than we would nowadays, perhaps. Yeah. If that makes sense.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I think so. Yeah.
1: Um, I think we're going to wrap up now. We've got one final question to ask, which uh, which we ask all of our guests. What one thing from the 90s, and uh, obviously fashion or otherwise, is this can just be a general thing from, from your experience in the 90s, uh, if you wish. What one thing from the 90s would you like to bring back? Would you like to see come back into fashion as it were?
2: I wouldn't bring back a fashion. I think fashion does its own thing at bringing itself back around. I would bring back a computer game. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to do that and jump out of my own...
1: Of course. Of oh, course. yeah, please carry on. A, please. Please
2: do. The, in your other pod, you mentioned Abe's Odyssey.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: And I just remembered, like, oh, yes, that was so good. I'd completely forgotten about it until you, rem- until you mentioned it. And that's what I want to bring back. I never completed it. I would love to complete it. It was so good. Um, that, or do you remember Super Frog?
0: Yeah I remember Super Frog on, on the computer. Yeah. I'd
2: love to bring that back so yeah I'm sorry I'm not bringing because you know fashion comes around all the time you can
0: mm-hmm. put yeah.
2: on a contoured lip and look like you're from the 90s now but those they need to come back.
0: Yeah that's that's a good answer I think um they're both due oh long overdue a uh a reboot you know it's obviously popular for films to be rebooted and occasionally games get it so I think Abe's yeah Abe's Odyssey or Abe's, or Abe's Exodus I think was the sequel. Both yeah, let's have them back. Okay, we do have a, a bit of correspondence on this subject, and we'll we'll go through it while you're here, Kate, just so you can give your your thoughts on it. Um, so yeah, on our Instagram, uh, we got uh, contacted by uh, Bristol Saint Vintage, which is um, our friend Lynn Lynn Bennett behind the scenes, uh, but it's a great um vintage clothes, online clothes shop. So you should check that out. But um yes, uh, Bristol St. Vintage uh said, uh my first thought was the the reebok joggers, mm-hmm. uh which she owned in ninety seven or ninety eight, uh which a certain someone, um her sister, decided to rip all the way open on both legs whilst we were at the supermarket one day. Um but there's there's so much more she could say about nineties fashion, but um she's gonna She's gonna save it and and listen to the show. So uh, thanks for that, Lynn, for getting it. I just to gotta jump
1: in that. here and tell you about my favourite outfit, which I've just remembered, sorry, I, I should have noted this down <laughs> and, and, and spoken about it earlier. But but the, the popper joggers things is just, I got bought, it must have been nineteen ninety-eight, I guess, or seven, from Leeks in Melksham. Oh yeah, leaks. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I had a mustard coloured uh, Nike t-shirt and matching uh, popper joggers if we're going to call them <laughs> that um, which I proudly wore to a uh, school disco, a primary school disco uh, not so long after I got them, where I believe I sang No Matter What <laughs> by Boyzone oh. if I if I remember correctly I so d- there we are
0: what, It's such a shame that the camera phone was invented so much after I know. that I know. I could do a cause... bit
1: for you now if you like. Would you like? I
2: that? was just going to say you need to do a rendition of that.
1: <laughs> I don't um, think anybody would like that. I don't think that's what people <laughs> listen to this for. But there we are. You have. You have to imagine it.
0: Mustard. Strong. Strong colour for her. Uh, yeah, a man. Shape. I know. I know.
1: Um,
0: okay. Uh, Sarah got in touch as well, and she she pointed out the brand. I think it's a brand rather than a shop. Uh, Punky Fish. Does anyone remember Punky oh, Fish?
1: Yes, 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 yes. yes.
0: Loads and loads of zips on everything. Like <laughs> just multiple zips going across chests and up and down. Um, that's so a that's different. a very 90s brand. Mm-hmm. And then Craig Fletcher said um, uh, 90s fashion is certainly not his strongest subject, but uh, all he can think of is the um, the music video for Hit or Miss by New Found Glory, which is a great tune and a great video. It was released in 1999 uh and he says everything that was sort of worn in that video represents what he thinks of as as being his, his cool period for the 90s so gel spiky hair three-quarter length shorts uh, and sort of anything that surfers would wear in new key um and the, the sort of wrap around shades as well um that he was he was wearing until quite recently which i can, <laughs> I can uh, uh, confirm is true um so yeah that that sort of late 90s pop punk look which I personally have a lot of love for um is is a very we haven't really touched on, on, on that sort of 90s American rock music fashion too much apart from this sort of no. mm-hmm. like the the skater look and stuff with new metal and pop punk there's, there's lots of crossover there with like the tube socks and the the the, the dickies and the um yeah sort of uh, ring of tees and stuff like that so that was that was a cool look uh, I'm on board with that very much so. Cool. Well, I think that's that wraps up all my correspondence. So, um, thank you, Kate, for coming on and, and giving us your your expert um, knowledge, and your great memories of of um, what is uh, a fascinating subject. And it's it's about time we did something on fashion and makeup. So, we're uh, yeah, we're glad to have you on. And um, so many memories, things that I completely forgotten that just came flooding back when you said said them. So, um, thank you so much for doing that
2: you're very welcome
1: thank you very much for having me cool no thank you yeah it's uh, i think it's fair to say that you know when when alex and i do, do these episodes it's normally on an, a subject that we both have a degree of knowledge on um and this is probably the first one where we've stepped quite far outside of our comfort zone so to have somebody uh with your knowledge and experience come in and guide us through uh you know it, it's been it's been an education uh as, as well as entertaining so uh so yeah no thanks very much and uh, i hope you can c- come back on again soon
2: Oh, thank
0: you very much. Okay, that was great. Um, it was amazing to have someone with uh, with some knowledge outside of our usual remit, and uh, yeah, made me really brought back some some memories, some good, some bad. Some Absolutely, crude, really.
1: yeah. I hadn't thought about popper trousers for about twenty five years, so <laughs> there we are. And also, obviously, nice to get Daryl a mentioned as well. <laughs>
0: So yeah, if anyone has any thoughts on anything that's been talked about here and uh, any other 90s fashion memories, any disasters, any any things that um, people are still proud of or or want to bring back, uh, just let us know on the, the usual channels. Uh, on Twitter, we are at allright90s. You can email us on allright90s at gmail.com. We're on facebook.com forward slash allright90s. All of those are all letters, no numbers. Um, but then on Instagram we are Podcast, and yes you can search for us on any of those things if you can't remember those, those specific names but we'd uh, we'd love to hear from you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stu what's coming up in the next episode?
1: We're stepping back into the sporting arena next time Greeny and we are going to be discussing one of Wiltshire football's greatest days it did happen in 2000 but the run towards this uh, this day started in 1999 so i think we can allow it uh, we're going to be discussing chippenham town's run to the fa VAS final and i'm very pleased to say that we've got the captain of that side lee burns joining us uh, so it should be a, a great episode as we as we reminisce about that entire entire cup run
0: yes so i'm looking forward to that Love a bit of grassroots football absolutely um okay great well uh thanks again for listening everyone and um we hope you uh, put, put your wraparound sunglasses on, your your robot poppers, and uh, go for a, a nice walk in the uh, in the the 90s sunshine. And uh, we'll uh, we'll speak to you soon on the next episode. Goodbye.
1: Just make sure you don't fall off of your buffalo shoes. Bye for now.